Hello and welcome to This Now Moment. And in this moment, I am super grateful to have Erica Van Eaton with me today. Um, the amazing thing about Erica is like I literally only watched a live video and what she shared like was just so amazing and I'm just so honored and excited to have her with me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You had great energy, so it was no problem to say yes. I would love to co-create with you. So. Uh, thank you. And so I want to give just people a little background because I feel like your story was like really the thing that was really inspiring and how it kind of unraveled for you. So yeah, just dive into, you know, a little bit about how you've kind of been on this journey of spreading more unity consciousness and all that. Perfect. Absolutely. I can't really dive into a speech without beginning the journey because it's such a huge part of it. So my spiritual journey really began with the birth of my oldest son who was born with Down syndrome. And we later recognized he was on the autism spectrum. And it was this deep, intuitive, telepathic connection that we automatically had when we, when I gave birth to him and I wasn't on the spiritual journey yet. I didn't understand energy. I had zero background, but the minute he looked at me and I looked at him, I knew this soul. Um, but it was our unfolding of our journey together that led me down into the path of energy work. Because at the time I was working as a cardiac sonographer in a hospital doing heart ultrasounds. And what I was recognizing in the hospital is that when someone's emotional state was chaotic, their heart rhythm was chaotic and I couldn't get good images. So I would start intuitively talking to the person and they would begin to calm down. As they calm down, their heart rate would become more coherent and, um, and I could get better quality images. So I had to change the emotional state to change the heart rhythm. I figured that out pretty fast, but with my oldest son, what I was noticing was that as we would go from environment to environment, he would shift and change and morph into the energy that was in the room. So for example, because we had such a clear connection when he was born, I was able to teach and accelerate his learning. So by the time he was three, he could sight read over a hundred words. He knew colors, he knew shapes. He was um, well on his way to understanding math concepts. But my greatest fear when he started school is that his teacher wouldn't see his, know, his brilliance in the way that I knew it. And so when he started school, because that was my greatest fear and that's the energy I was projecting out into the field, that's exactly what happened. We pulled a teacher into our lives that just saw him as a diagnosis. And because she had such a low vibrational standard of who he was, the ability for him to expand out into this um, all knowing child really diminished and he got kind of sucked down and closed down and we lost basically everything. We even lost our connection at home. He became that version of what she saw. So I was headed towards depression and shame and um, I had a miscarriage and I had another son and I was just feeling like complete failure. So I started meditating just to gain some sense of calm in my mind. I just wanted to feel an ounce better better than I was feeling. And, but what I noticed was when I shifted that internal emotional state of my own, just by breathing, and I started just by doing breath work, the energy in the home began to shift and change. My kids would calm down and my oldest son started to make his way back to me. Like we found each other again through those moments. And then more profound openings started occurring. Um, 
and our telepathic communication opened back up and he would started to come to me in meditation, his spirit, because our spirit is so much bigger than our body, would come to me in meditation and he would show me different things that we needed to shift and change in order for him to expand out into his body again. So during this time, Two, he would come to me in his dream state. That's one thing that we never lost was our dream state time together. And sometimes he would come to me. Sometimes he would come to not just me, but my husband, my little brother and my dad and my dad. And, and nobody's on the spiritual journey yet, right? Except for me, I'm starting to meditate. So through this, no one's on the spiritual journey. They have no idea, but we would all have the same dream about my son and, um, one thing with Down syndrome is that they have low muscle tone and with low muscle tone, it takes a lot of physical therapy for them to learn how to go from laying to crawling, crawling to walking, sitting, all these things because they're not connected to their body very well. So he would come to us in our dream states and we would have this incredibly vivid dream and feel the emotions of joy and gratitude and everything that he felt when he was doing the thing that we were working on in the physical world at physical therapy. Like he would show himself just transitioning perfectly from laying to sitting and we would feel so much joy and there would be full of color. And we would wake up the next morning and I would get phone calls from my dad or my brother or my husband and be like, I just had this dream about Caden. I'd be like, I know I had the same thing, but we would remember the, they would be so vivid and so emotionally packed with um, such vibrant emotions that that energy, that frequency would be carried with us throughout the day. And we would keep seeing it over and over in our mind. And it would be shortly after that, that he would step into that path and be able to do that thing because we built the energy for him in the quantum field. So there is an energy field that connects all things. We know this through science. Why it's not being taught in schools yet, I don't know. But eventually it is gonna be. We know that every cell of our body breaks down into trillions of atoms and these atoms carry a frequency. And these frequencies are determined by the emotional traumas that we go through. They're determined by the original blueprint of the human, be the human container, right? Each organ carries a certain frequency, but these frequencies get altered by the traumatic experiences that we have throughout our lives or that the unexpressed emotions that we don't express, they alter our frequencies all over our body. So we carry millions of different frequencies all the time and we're radiating these frequencies out into the energy field. And what we do is we connect into the memory that resides in the energy field that connects to all things. Memories aren't located in our bodies. They're, they're in the energy field that connects all things. And what we're doing by um, having these different false belief systems about ourselves. If we don't feel like we're good enough or this or that, we connect with that energy in the quantum field, the memory of that energy. It's a program. It's like a computer app that's in the energy field that connects all things and we just loop back into it. So one example was, um, I've actually never shared this before on, a, on anything. I was a three-time All-American college athlete. I ran track and I did the 100, the 200, the four by one. So I would place in the top 16 every year in the nation in the 100, but I didn't think I was good enough to be an All-American in the 100. That was my mindset. In the four by one, an All-American all day, any day, because I had the assistance of three other people. But in my mind, I couldn't do it on my own. Like that false, that limiting belief system was in the quantum field. And I just, it was just a memory. I just kept connecting into it. But this other one, I had no problem run the most amazing splits ever, but because I believed and I knew that I could do it with the support of these other people. So 
these false belief systems, they're actually like programs because they're, a, I call them a program because they're a range of frequencies. They carry a bunch of different false belief systems all together packed into this nice little program. And so that's what a memory is. A memory is not just one frequency, it's a, it's a pack of frequencies. So we just tap into these packs of frequencies all day long thinking that it's true for us when actually it's never been true for us. It's in the energy field. It's not actually even in our body. We're just allowing ourselves to be a vibrational match to that. So anytime we do energy healing or anytime that we do, you know, meditation and just raising, and I don't even like saying raising, more expanding the vibrational field that we're attaching ourselves to, we're shifting the, the memory and for, and we can hold that for a little while, right? So we can come out of meditation, we can feel really good and we can kind of hold that memory of being this powerful, embodied, confident person. And then we kind of forget that memory and we go back into the old loop and the old pattern. Why is that? It's because our minds have neural pathways that are a vibrational match to these memories. Our physical body, it has its own consciousness. Your body has its own consciousness. It has its vibration in the organs that are carrying a certain vibration. So when we do energy healing, we can't, or when we're doing meditation or when we're trying to um, make it to the Olympics, something like that, we have to not just work on the physical container. We have to work on the mental container. We have to work on the spiritual container and we have to work on our beautiful ego, our eyes that carry a lot of these false programs. So we have to work on everything from a full embodiment perspective. And I do, I don't even put this on my website. I've never even said this out loud either. I do work with a lot of, this is funny. I do work with a lot of athletes and what, and what we're doing is reprogramming all these different systems, the entire system. And a lot of it doesn't even have to do with the sport itself, but it's just about embodying from an ego mind body perspective, these new frequencies so that they can basically break the bonds between the atoms because atoms are electromagnetic, they're sticky. So we can, we can kind of pull those apart in meditation, right? We're, and that's what gives us that little bit of time to step into something different, but to actually break the bonds between who you are and who this memory is, that takes a lot more energy. And it, and we, so we need everything in alignment to break those bonds. So um, that was kind of a long introduction. <laughs> no, it was really perfect because now it was just remind, like almost just like, okay, this, you are my manifestation because, you know, for me, like, I mean, a little bit about my story is I've had seven hip surgeries. I've had a lot of trauma and basically like this year, or even I would say maybe like seven years ago, I really had like a breaking point, but in this moment right now, I'm actually, you know, really focused on how I can just transition these traumas, right? And really like understand this quantum field and really like see that, you know, this reality that I'm living in in this moment is actually like can be changed in a different moment. And the, a lot of the, like as an athlete, right? A lot of it, we focus on our physical bodies and my physical body is actually wanting me to focus more on my mental body. Like, it's like, there'll be moments when I'm just having all these different experiences 
And, you know, when you were speaking like it, like on that live, like it just really opened something in me about learning more about this and discovering that. And one thing that you had shared about was the different brains in the body, right? And so like you had started about the root chakras being like the nervous system. And then I was like, I want to know more. Like, how do I, you know, know about these little brains and like, you know, because it really feels like I'm starting to piece all of this together and really like know that I can catapult myself if I need a, a certain time or whatever, like I can literally create it now. And so, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'm actually teaching a summer series right now on the brains. So every chakra and we can just call them energy centers. So that kind of even expands more without programs being attached to them. So every every energy center has basically a brain because there is a set of neurons. So like in the root chakra is the inferior mesenteric system, nerve plexus. Anytime you have a plexus of neurons and there's energy running through it, it creates brain. It creates consciousness. And so it has its own brain. What we're wanting to do is right with meditation, with mantras, what we're trying to do is create coherence in the brain, in the mind brain up in our head, right? But we have all these other brains that are saying other things. So just like when I was talking about in the, in the quantum field, if we're wanting to become not just an all-American athlete, if we're wanting to become an Olympic athlete, whatever, we need every single brain communicating at the highest language, at the highest coherent level that it can contain. And we know that that is limitless. There is no highest. It continues to expand and expand and expand. So what we're doing when we, like the summer series that I'm doing right now, we go into each energy center and we begin to break the bonds between the memory that's in the field and the frequency that's in that brain so that it can expand out into something different. And we move through all these energy centers. We move through all these brains and we think about a memory that we no longer want to be attached to, or that's limiting in some way. And then we go in there and we show, um, it's this whole process. So it's hard to explain on here, but we have to bring the ego, the mind, the body consciousness all forward, the soul forward. So that all these different aspects of you can talk and be a part of it. One thing that often happens with energy healing or spiritual work is that we'll just talk to the spirit or we'll just talk to the soul. Bypassing the mind, the mind has its own consciousness. Every mind in your body has its own consciousness. Bypassing the ego, bypassing the body, thinking that what they have to say is not helping us, it's hurting us. But when we bypass them and we are trying to do healing work, we actually create more discord and more separation and what we're wanting to do is create unity, divine unity within us and all around us. So we have to incorporate all these different aspects of us and, and allow them to be part of the healing. So our mind can tell us, okay, this is what happens when you feel this emotion and you don't let it go. It triggers me like this. These are the chemicals I'm going to release. And, this, and these chemicals are going to cause the hormones in the body to release a certain way, right? Because everything's connected. So when we have an emotion... So if something starts externally, if you're sitting next to someone in a bad mood and you start to feel bad, what happens? The vibrations from them come into your heart space. Your heart sends a signal to the brain. Your heart sends almost twice as many signals to your brain as the brain sends to the rest of the body. 
So let's this signal, this may be some kind of negative, let's say you're at an athletic event and there's people that are nervous or doubting themselves around you and you're not feeling that. That vibration comes into your field, it hits your heart and it, that vibration, whatever it is, is then sent up to your brain. Your brain, it hits your pituitary gland and it starts releasing neurohormones that are vibrational match to that external emotion. That starts releasing thoughts that are a vibrational match to that external emotion. Those thoughts then trigger other hormones to be released to the rest of your body that are a vibrational match to that external emotion. And it becomes a loop. You start feeling it, thinking it, releasing it to the rest of your body, and it, and it almost becomes like an addiction. So how do we stop that? How do we have boundaries? My question for my oldest son was, okay, what do we need to shift and change so that he can have boundaries and not get consumed by the energies around him? And the answer to that was, we have to give his ego an identity, identity of who he is. So everybody on the planet has an individualized aspect of source creator within them. We are all source energy. Our spirit was derived from source energy. Whatever your name for that was, it all came from the same space. The difference between each of us is, is that we all carry different codes of source energy. We all came on different rays of light of source energy. We all carry different kinds of consciousness within us. And everything that gets filtered through us gets filtered through these codes. So you and I can be sitting next to the same person that's in a really crappy mood. It's gonna hit you some way differently than it's gonna hit me. And we're gonna process it a little bit differently because you have a different set of source energy codes than I have. So everything is individualized to every person on the planet. So we can't generalize truth. When people say, well, that's not truth. Well, what is truth? We don't know because it's individualized. For me, it's different than it is for you. So, but what we do know is that we all pretty much process emotion the same. We do know that neuropathways and chemicals released in the body are pretty much all the same. So that's where we start. We start with how are you being triggered? Do you have a healthy boundary? Do you not have a healthy boundary? If you don't have a healthy boundary, what do we need to shift and change in your energetic matrix so that you can have a healthy boundary? We need to talk to your ego and we need to show it your ego, your spirit and say, hey, the only thing that's really ever been true for you are these codes that reside in your heart space. So then your ego begins to look at this information coming in as just information, not judging it as right or wrong not scared, not in fear, but simply observation. Is this something that's going to allow me to expand or is this gonna make me contract and feel small? If it's gonna make me contract and feel small, that's something to redirect back out of my field. It's really that simple. But we have to, this goes back to talking to each aspect of you and letting them be a part of your healing. So we have to invite in the ego, we have to invite in the mind, we have to invite in the body consciousness itself along with the spirit so that everyone is on board, everyone is talking and every aspect of you is wanting the same thing. They don't have their own agendas anymore. Everyone is talking. So did you, were you able to follow that? Oh yeah, like basically like you described basically what happened to me two days ago because it's like, what's happening for me is that now I'm becoming aware, right? I'm becoming aware that like, unconsciously, I have been judging myself internally. Mm -hmm. And so if I am, you know, excited about something and I can see it, 
if I'm not, you know, having those boundaries and really like knowing what works, because I know when I'm tapped in, you know, and it's like, now I know when I'm not tapped in. So like, how you were describing that of like how, you know, they're all linked together. And the more that we have this awareness and we can bring that to the surface of like, okay, like it's okay, you know, to really be feeling that way. Cause a lot like, and so now that this is, you know, coming on, like, I don't think there's anything I need to change physically. It's more of like really having these, emotions in balance with everything and being a a magnet for what it is that I'm a vibrational match to right absolutely and when everything every part of you is on board then it's it flows it flows like water right so yeah it's just about staying centered staying grounded knowing how to move emotions through you and grounding them into the earth so that frequency doesn't overwhelm you or that even you know, we can even give your body permission to move things that aren't serving you through it. So it doesn't have to automatically get zinged up to the mind. There's so many different um, layers to it. And it's so different for everyone. I've taught it a million different ways. I've taught so many different classes and each class reveals a different layer and a different way to do things because we're all so unique we're all unique and it needs to be, you have to do what works for you. But the only thing that I've found that has truly worked for me and the clients that I've worked with is through self-empowerment of speaking to all these different aspects of you. Because I can't stress enough how much we so badly want to step into unity consciousness. We so badly want to be in this utopic place where everyone can be free to express themselves and have wealth and love and and all the things. Well, we can't have all the things at first. We can't have all the things internally first. So we have to have our mind being able to be its own healing container. My mind is an, it's a healing container for me now. It does healing work on my behalf. I've given it permission my ego, same thing. My body consciousness, same thing. I trust these different aspects of me so, so deeply that I've given them permission to move energy on my behalf or to trigger me when more than one system is carrying a program that's limiting in some way that we need to shift to get my attention saying, oh, okay, let me look at this and let's draw everybody together. And so we can talk about what needs to shift and change. Or if I'm sitting in meditation, sometimes I will notice my ego and my mind going back and forth of like, okay, what do we need to shift here? How do we do this? So I don't know. It's just, um, it's an approach that I know that is not talked about, that hasn't really been explored, but coming from the perspective of my oldest son, those with autism, they're a completely different kind of human. And so my question was, why? Why are they so different? And what makes it so hard for them to be here? You see, you have all seen, everyone on the planet has seen someone with autism in a moment when they're struggling. We've seen them rocking, trying to move energy, trying to understand or having a meltdown, or we have these perceptions around who they are, what they can do or can't do especially with Down syndrome, there's so much 
you know, there's so many programs around what they can and can't do, but why are they here? Why were they created the way they were created? And they were created that way to hold a different frequency. They were created for us. So they embody, and most of us come down on two or three different colors of light. They embody an entire spectrum of light and those beyond what we can't see. They embody that they come down on those rays of light and try to hold on to those while being in this physical container that hasn't been able to hold all that consciousness because of the emotional and chemical warfare that we've placed upon the earth. But they came down here knowing it was going to be hard. They came down here knowing it was going to be a struggle that they would be judged, but they didn't care because they came down here holding frequencies that the rest of us couldn't hold. And so my question was why? Well, it's because we're ready as humanity to shift into something different. We're ready as humanity to live in unity consciousness. So the first step to getting to unity consciousness is exploring and understanding and embodying unity consciousness within ourselves first. So that's where we have to start. Whether you're in a sport, not in a sport, doesn't really matter. We have to embody that first and then we can move on to something different. Then we can move on to unity consciousness as a collective. Mm, wow like you're just speaking to my heart because yeah like that's just my dream like even like even now like when I'm swimming like my swimming is like I like write things like winning for humanity you know because I just want like because for myself I've really you know and I feel like all of us right we have our own blueprint and so for me like I needed to have these you know really tough like traumas that I would need to experience so that I could come out on this other wavelength to really embody and share, right? My own experience of how it is that I'm doing it. And, and this has been really fun. Like even when I share with, you know, some of my fellow athletes, like if they are tapped in, like they can instantly, you know, create the reality that, we all want, you know, it's like, I, like, we don't understand how much, like, we came here to do what we want, right, and it's like, we haven't had that experience, and I think it's just such a good reminder to start with yourself, right, and take that time to take a breath, and just allow yourself to just experience just how much love you really are, but, like, just fold it all up into this body of, amazingness you know so i agree and i like uh what you were saying we are so used to manifesting from pain we have manifested our lives magically through pain we have we've all experienced traumas lord knows i've had my fair share but we can go so much further when we release the memories of our traumas and step into something different and start creating from a space of joy and of peace and of harmony, we can really tap into greater levels of consciousness because we're allowed to, we're allowing ourselves to expand out so much more into these other dimensional fields that don't hold the programs. So each dimensional field, what we're talking about is just different frequencies. If we wanna think about a dimension, hold the first dimension holding zero through five frequency, like carrying zero through five hertz or 10 through 12 hertz, whatever. These dimensional fields just carry different hertz basically. And any programs, when we experience traumas and create unworthiness, self-doubt, insecurities, lack, shame, 
these those programs reside within a certain dimensional field. And like I said at the very beginning, our memories are in the we're just tapping into that memory that resides in that dimensional field. So as we shift and change our frequency by doing healing work, we're releasing the bonds to that dimensional field basically and expanding out into other dimensional fields that are unprogrammed where we can manifest things that seem like magic, where we can have our best times, but we have to be able to unprogram to expand out so basically we come back to, I am love, I am love, I am love and nothing else. And when we come back to, I am love, then we can expand out into undefined limitless dimensional fields where it's full of potential. Mm. Yeah. I love this so much. It's just like, oh, there's more, you know, like it just, my body is excited to know that, you know, there's more here, right? Like it doesn't like, even if it hasn't worked in this moment, doesn't it's just this constant like flow of unconditional love that we get to share with ourselves. And and the more that we do that, we ripple that out in the world and we change our world. Absolutely. So beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I love it. So I want to know like how can if everyone is like so excited about this as much as I am, you know, how can they, you know, continue to create with you and expand with you? Okay. So on my website, if you sign up for my email, I write um, light encoded emails pretty often. And I talk about where I'm going to be doing free events at or just upcoming classes and things like that. And my website is just ericavanneatonhealing.com. Um, that's the best way to know about different things coming up. And there's a free library in there and there's one that you need to listen to specifically. It's a, um, I'm just asking. <laughs> it's a root chakra healing upgrade they want you to listen to. So just listen to that. There's light language activations and different things like that. So I do light language too, which is just bringing frequencies uncoded by our programs and um, they can unzip in your energy field sorry we're bringing who's ever going to listen to this we're bringing i'm just going to bring we're bringing some through right now i'm not going to speak it but just close your eyes for a moment and take a big breath in and i should say anybody who listens to this make sure you drink some water and you may want to listen more than once because when I talk, there is a lot of healing frequencies that come through my voice. Archangel Metatron's pretty much always talking through me with me all the time. So he was very present today. I'm just going to allow that to come in to you now. And if you are an athlete and you do want that kind of help, if you just email me, erica at ericavaneaton.com. Like I said, that's not specifically on my website. It's just something that's been coming up. <laughs> so um, you can email me and ask more questions about that. But yeah, thank you for having me on. It was, it was fun sharing with you today. Yes, yeah, so, so amazing. And I'll link everything in the description so that everyone can have easy access to be having more of your experience because wow it's such a 
amazing just to know that this is possible for each of us you know what you are embodying is available to us all and just thank you for all that you've been doing and continue to do in your now moments thank you absolutely anything i can do you can do too you're just going to do it in your own unique way so thank you mm, yes and until the next moment thanks and bye for now